and they shall drive thee from men, and thy dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field. They shall make thee to eat grass as oxen, and seven times shall pass over thee, until thou know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men, and giveth it to whomsoever he will. Now wait here, then we'll continue. So Nebuchadnezzar was a great man. Why was he great? He was so great because he was able to, uh, in fact, the Babylonian kingdom was the first strong world empire, strong and fierce by Nebuchadnezzar. He, he conquered a lot of the world. And then he went to Jerusalem, and he is the one who destroyed Solomon's temple. He, he destroyed it. He destroyed Solomon's temple. And Solomon's temple, even though uh, Ezra and Nehemiah, all those people did some work, it was Herod the Great who rebuilt it to, for Jesus' time, the temple. Hallelujah. And he destroyed it. And so because of that, he felt big and good. So as he was moving around and saw the treasures in his kingdom, he said, look at me. Look at what I have done. Then God said, because of your pride, I'm going to make you insane. All this the oxen, all this means that you are going to be insane. You not want to live among human beings. You want to live outside. Even if they try to clothe you as a king, to come in and be sheltered, you run out and you want to be with the animals. And you want the rain to beat you. That's, that's, that shall be with the beasts of the field. They shall make thee to eat grass as oxen. And seven times shall pass over thee until thou know, until you know who is reigning. Continue. The same hour was the thing fulfilled upon Nebuchadnezzar, and he was driven from men, and did eat grass as oxen, and his body was wet with the dew of heaven, till his hairs were grown like eagles' feathers, and his nails like birds' claws. Because, no, you can't shave there. And at the end of the days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, he's telling that story, I lifted up my eyes unto heaven, and my understanding returned unto me, Meaning that he was no more insane. And I, I blessed the Most High. And I praised and honored him that liveth forever. Whose dominion is an everlasting dominion. And his kingdom is from generation to generation. He was able to say that. Continue. Verse 35, please. <laughs> we need to fix this problem. Verse 35, please. And all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed... As nothing, or repeated as nothing. All the inhabitants of the earth are nothing. He's saying that now. And he doeth according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. And none can stand, none can stay his hand or say unto him, What doest thou? Who is going to ask God that? At the same time, my reason returned unto me. And for the glory of my kingdom, my honor and brightness returned unto me, and my counselors and my Lord sought unto me, and I was established in my kingdom. And my excellent majesty was added unto me. Now, this is very important. Before he was saying that I did, this is mine. Now he's saying that it was given to me. Glory to God. He now understood that it's not mine. I didn't do it. Now it is God who established my kingdom, and it is God who added unto me. Next verse. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol the, and honor the king of heaven. All whose works are truth, and his ways judgment, and those that walk in pride, he is able to abase. 
is able to abase. So these are examples in the Bible. When God, the Bible says God opposes the proud. It, you remember that the, 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 the first one, it was God who struck him with leprosy. Uzziah. Hezekiah, it was the word of the Lord that came to punish him. Now, this man, Nebuchadnezzar, it is the word of the Lord that came. So God opposed them. Some were irreversible. Uzziah, no matter the prayer, he was kept in a several house as a leper till he died. The great Uzziah, who was great and famous, and he did wonderful things that no one could do. God blessed him, and God honored him. And because of his pride, he was cut off. Acts chapter 12, from verse 20 to 23. Now, I'll give you the history here. Acts chapter 12, verse 20 to 23. Now, what is the history? The history is that Herod killed James with a sword. When you start from verse 1. Don't, please don't go to verse 1. St he killed James with a sword. After killing James with a sword, when Herod realized that he pleased the Jews, he proceeded to take Peter also and took Peter, put him in jail and locked him, secured him with soldiers with him, skilled soldiers, because he was waiting till after the Passover or the, the feast or whatever, then he would kill Peter. He killed James with a sword. Now, what does it mean? It means slight him, beheaded, it was with a sword. Now, we all know about what the angel did and how Peter was released. Hallelujah. Then after all that, and Herod was highly displeased with them of Tyre and Sidon. So he was very angry with them, but they needed his help. But they came with one accord to him, and having made blasters the king's chamberlain, their friend desired peace, because their country was nourished by the king's country. They needed a king. And upon a set day, Herod arrayed in royal apparel, sat upon his throne and made a, an oration unto them. He, he, he gave, a, gave a good speech, and the people, it was flattery, because they needed his help, and he was angry with them. And the people began to shout, saying, it is the voice of a God and not a man. Now, Herod should have done what Saul of Tarsus did. Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul, when he said, you are Isaac Venus and whatever they gave you, you are one of the gods, he shouted and tore his robe and said, no, 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 no I'm just a man. I immediately. Immediately. But this man, he did not give glory to God, but accepted it. And immediately the angel of the Lord smote him because he gave not God the glory and was eaten up of worms and gave up the ghost. Very simple. Simple. This is how God deals with pride. Because without pride, Jesus would not have had needed to come and die. Because pride is the first sin in the world, the universe, by Satan or Lucifer. And then after pride, he was the light bearer, Lucifer. He was the son of the morning. Hallelujah. His name, maybe another time we'll go into it, but it's going to be a long one, so maybe in one of the half nights, but his name meant he was a very wild guy. Hallelujah. And a wild guy, one of, one of Jesus Christ's 
best of creations. Because Jesus Christ created everything. So Satan was created by the Lord Jesus Christ. Not as a bad person, but as Lucifer, who was perfect in beauty and wisdom until iniquity was found in him. And that's why God does not play with pride. Because he's the only one who should say I'm lofty. He's the only one who should brag. No one should brag about God. That's why God was bragging to Job. What? When you see God, when you, when you listen to how God was bragging to Job, you'll be like, wow, God, he really likes, he, he, li he likes to feel big because he's big. But you can tell why he loves worship and praise and why David was special. Because he, he, he oh God, God he, he inhabits the praises. When, when, when we are telling him, Lord, you are lofty, you are big, oh, he likes it. He likes it. He, he likes it. It's distasteful when a human being likes it. If we see someone who likes it, we, we don't like it's not, it's not nice. It doesn't look nice. But with God, he likes it. He, he likes to brag on himself because he, he is big, he, he is lofty. He's exalted. He's great. The universe cannot even contain him. I used to think that God lived in the north of the universe, but God can have, could never have lived in the north of the universe. Because before the, the universe, there was a point before the universe began. There was a time that there was no universe, and God created the universe. So where was God before the universe? How could he be in the universe before he, was create, he created it? He's outside the universe. So the universe itself cannot contain him. So he can say how lofty he is. He can brag. No one has the right to brag by God. So Herod made that mistake and paid for it with his life. Acts, uh, sorry, not Acts. 2 Corinthians, the last one for today. 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Uh, you can read when you get home from verse 1 to 10, but we'll just read from verse 5 to 8. Let's start, oh, no, let's start from one, why not? It is not expedient for me doubtless to glory. Let's use NLT for this, or ESV, ESV for this. So we can get it in clear understanding and in the textual way. I must go on boasting, though there is nothing to be gained by it, I will go on to visions and revelations of the Lord. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And I know that this man was caught up into paradise, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And he heard things that cannot be told, which, may, which man may not utter. Wow. I would, I would have loved to hear what that was. But we won't know till we get to heaven. On behalf of this man, I will boast. But on my own behalf, I will not boast except of my weakness. Now we are going to verse 6. Though if I should wish to boast, I would not be a fool. Because he understood what proud pride does. For I would be speaking the truth, but I refrain from it. So that no man think more of me than he sees in me or hears from me. That's very important. He was saying that he did not want anyone to think of him or see him bigger than he is. Because once people start to see you bigger than you are, then you are a tight rope. 
you are holding on tightly between a fall. Because if people start to see you big and you feed on it, then you are going down. So Apostle Paul did not want to tell them about the revelation so that people would see him bigger than he is. Continue. I don't know if you guys are listening. Continue. So to keep me from becoming proud or conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me, to keep me from being coming conceited. Verse 8. Verse 8, three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. Now, this is very important. So, Apostle Paul is saying that he did not want to let people see him higher than he was. Now, because of the mercy and the grace of God, God gave him or allowed a messenger of Satan to buffet him so that he will not become proud because of the abundance of revelations. Because most likely, if he had told people about the revelations, people would have seen him as a great man, and he could easily have become conceited. So because he didn't want that, he did not tell them. And then God also gave him or allowed a messenger of Satan to buffet him. What does that mean? It could be a torment, it could be a sickness, whatever it is. God intentionally did not write it so that everyone no one will know, so that he can help people in whatever way they can, he could. So it, can you see that it was God's mercy that Apostle Paul had a thorn in the flesh? It was actually the mercy of God. Because sometimes with great responsibility and great success, pride is right behind the door. Anytime there's great success, pride is crouching behind the door. So God decided to, so that's why you and I, we have to, any time there's a victory or there's a success, we must become more humble. We must, we, 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 must, we, we must say to ourselves, God, I am nothing, but God has made me something. We must say to ourselves, I will not allow myself to be proud. I will not allow it. I will not allow it. I cannot allow myself to be proud. I don't know if you are getting what I'm talking about. And that's very, very important. Because Apostle Paul knew that if he was proud, he would be like Herod. If he was proud, he would be like Nebuchadnezzar. If he was proud, he could easily be, be like uh, uh, Uzziah. If he was proud, he could easily be, be like Hezekiah. So pride is so dangerous. And Apostle Paul fought it with everything he could. And he was able to overcome it. Pride is dangerous. Pride is dangerous. The Bible says that only by pride cometh quarrels or arguments. Now, this means that everyone who argues is proud, but there are varying levels of pride. When you reach, you pass a certain cap, then you are done. If you see yourself bigger than you are, now when you look at Uzziah, what was his mistake? Something that is given to specific people God says, only this person should do this. I did it. That's enough. Does that make sense? Uzziah went above what he was supposed to. He had no right to go and offer incense. So his crime was that he did, some, he, 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 he did something that he was not allowed to do. What was uh, uh, Nebuchadnezzar's error? His error was that he felt that it was by his own strength and his own might he got what he had. 
But that's one of the easiest things to think. It's very easy because I studied to pass my exam. I worked hard, sleepless nights to get my promotion. I worked hard and did my business well and I'm a millionaire now. I was the one sleeping late. I was the one working hard. So deep, sometimes in our hearts, it's easy to say that it is me. But in our lips, so that we don't get God upset, we will say, it's God who did it. Do you understand? The only thing is that God sees the heart, so that's where the problem is. So he doesn't look at the mouth, he looks at the heart. So you and I, when we see that, that is how we are, or we have achieved something, we say, I achieved it, what do we do? We fall on our faces and beg God to keep us humble. What about Herod? He preached a fine message. But he should have said, how, he should have said, anyone who utters that again will die. The, uh, uh, yeah, oh yeah. But they had the power then. Now you can't say anyone who did that. You just say, walk out of the, the, the walk out. Next time I hear that I, my voice is the voice of a God, I'll walk you out. But he didn't do that and accepted it. And the angel of the Lord smote him on the spot immediately. Oh, your voice is like the voice of a God. He fell down immediately, immediately, and died and was eaten by worms in the sight of everyone. So ladies and gentlemen, pride. Apostle Paul saw the dangers of pride and said, I would fight pride with my life. I would fight it. God has given me a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to buffet me so that I will not exalt myself higher than I am supposed to. So it means, as I close, that every time you have succeeded, every time God has blessed you with something, every time God has promoted you and I, that is the time for us to start to question ourselves and start to think through. What do I think about this? Do I think it is my own effort? Am I going to be proud because of what has happened? Do I see myself better than others? Do I now see myself better than I used to or higher than I used to? Do I expect people to see me higher than they used to see me? When people see me higher and are saying that I'm better or higher, what do I do about it? What do I do about it? Do I accept it? Or do I say, please? I remember one Reverend Minister who is a bishop now. Oh, you preach well. Oh, you did so well. He taught me that. You did so well. Oh, what? I mean, Oh, thank you, thank you. He said, please, you want me to die early? Or he said, do you want me to die early? Or do you want God to sack me? And I said, I don't understand. Think myself and help you were there. He said, no, 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 no. I don't want to be proud. Next time, say, thank, th oh, I thank God for sending you to do this. I thank God for doing this through you. Yeah. Because if I keep saying, oh, I thank you for doing this, thank you for doing this, the more you hear it, the more you feel like you did it and pompous. But rather, I thank God for doing it through me. I had nothing to do with it. I was just a vessel. I had nothing to do with it. I was a vessel, and God did it through me. Who did it? God. I was just a vessel of clay, and he used me to do it, but he did it. When you and I are able to get that, we will be safe. I'm not out of word, I'm just out of time. Shall we stand to our feet?
We'll continue next week, God willing. Oh, hallelujah. Let's just speak to Jesus. Let's just speak to Jesus. <clears throat> Let's ask him to be gracious unto us. Let's just sing a song to bless Jesus. Bless Jesus. Let's give him praise. <coughs> Let's give him praise. Just bless his name. <coughs> there is nothing you cannot do. Just bless his name. Stand Just bless his name. Oh yes. Ask him to give you a meek and humble spirit. Keep saying. Yes. I pray for a meek and a humble spirit, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. A meek and a humble spirit. Lord, I, don't, if I, I, I pray against pride. Ask God to help you. Deliver me from pride. Deliver me from pride, oh God. I reject pride in Jesus' name. I reject it. I pray against it. Oh, yes. Oh, Jesus, we give you praise. Oh, sing to the Lord. There is no one like you, Lord. There's no one like you. Tell him. Jesus. There is no one like you, Lord. There is no one like you. In all the earth, there's no one like you. Jesus. There's no one like you. Things, Lord, you do glorious things. You're a faithful God. Awesome is your name. You do mighty things. You do glorious things. You're the faithful God. Awesome is your name. God, you do mighty things, you do glorious things, you're the faithful God. 
and worship you. We honor you. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for not consuming us because of your mercies and your grace and because of what Jesus did, we are not consumed. By your loving kindness, your steadfast love is renewed every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Great are your mercies toward us, your loving kindness toward us, your tender mercies, which are rich. As the heavens are higher than the earth, infinite, so is your mercy from the next. So is your power from the next. So is your beauty from the next. So is your holiness from the next. So is your glory, your majesty. It's incomparable. It's impossible to compare. You are mighty. You are great. You are high and lifted up. You are lofty and exalted. Your glory fills the heavens and the earth. There is none like unto thee. There is none that can compare to thee. You are big, Lord. You are great, Lord. You are awesome. You are, you are fantastic, Lord. Oh, we bless you, Jesus. 
we bless the awesome God, the one true only God who could be, we, we honor you. What, what a wonderful God. You, you are so good. I mean, we, we don't understand how such a fantastic God would even look at us. What, what, what kind of God are you? You are too fantastic. You are too big. You are too good. You, you are sweet. You are like, you are better than honey. You, you are better than silver or gold. There is none like you. You are fantastic. You are awesome, God. We bless you. We love you. We want to love you more than anything in this universe, Lord. Help us to love you more. You deserve every adoration, every praise, every glory, every honor, every all of it only belongs to you and you alone forever and ever. There is none like unto thee. There is no other God like you. There's no other rock like our God. We worship you. You are mighty. You are glorious. You are, you are fantastic. You are immeasurable. You are big. You are great. As the heavens are higher than the earth infinite, so is your, your beauty, your might, your majesty, your holiness, your, 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 your greatness from the next. Oh, La Chambra Suta Rema Tamba. Oh, Jesus, we worship you. you. You are faithful. As the heavens are higher than the earth infinite, so is your faithfulness from the next. There is, there is no comparison. No, there's nothing to compare to you because you are the, the, the chief. You are the, the big one. You are the mighty one. You are the exalted one. There is none who can be above you. There is no other place above you. There's nothing that can be above you. There is no... There is no in the universe, nothing in the universe that deserves 100% adoration by you. 100% adoration belongs only to you, Lord Jesus. Only to you, O God. Forever, 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 throughout eternity. Oh, Jesus. You do mighty things. You do glorious things. You're the faithful God, awesome is your name. Oh, you do, you do mighty things, you do glorious things. You're the faithful God, awesome is your name. Faithful, so true, mighty God, awesome God, glorious God, faithful God, awesome God, Jesus, what a God you are, there is none besides you, there is none, 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 you do mighty works, mighty things, all the universe declares your glory. There is none, 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 none that can withstand thee. There is none who deserves praise. None deserves honor. None deserves worship. None deserves glory. None deserves adoration. But only, only, only you, O oh God. Oh 
only Jesus, we worship you. One more time. You're a faithful God. Awesome is your name. You do Lord. You do mighty things. You do glorious things. You're the faithful God. Awesome is your name. Tell him. You do mighty things. You do glorious things. You're the faithful God. Awesome is your name. Mama Shandala. You do mighty things, Lord. Oh, You're the faithful God. Awesome is your name. Who can be like you, Jesus? Jesus the Messiah. There is none like you, Lord. There is none that can compare to you, Lord Jesus. In all the universe, who can compare to you, Lord? In all the universe, none can compare to Jesus. None is as lovely as Jesus. None is as holy as Jesus. None is as beautiful as Jesus. None is as lofty and great as Jesus. You're the faithful God. Awesome is your name. You do mighty things. You do glorious things. You're the faithful God. Take it from the top again. There is no one like you. No one like you. No, there's none like you, Jesus. There's no one like you in all the universe, Malashana Rabaraba. There's no one like you. None can compare to my Lord. There's no God, the awesome no God. Like there is none like you, Lord Jesus. In all, in all the earth and all the universe, no there is no one, one like you, Lord. Jesus, there's no one like you. You do mighty things. You do glorious things. You're the faithful God. Awesome is your name. You are faithful, Lord. You prove yourself by the cross, Lord. Your faithfulness is everlasting, unbounded. Mama, so Unbounded, Lord. You do mighty things. You
There's no one like you, Jesus. There's no one like you in all the earth. In all the earth and all the universe, there is no one like you. Father God, we bless you and worship you. Thank you for loving us. You are, you, you are so mighty and big and holy and awesome and lofty. And yet, what is man that thou art so mindful of him? Or the son of man that thou visited him? Father God, we bless you and we love you. You are the only one who deserves to be big and great because you are big and great. Blessings and honor, glory and power and majesty belongs only to you. Only to you, Father God and the Lamb of God, forever and ever. We worship you, God. We bless you. In Jesus' name. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you know in your heart that you are far away from such a wonderful God, if you know in your heart that you don't know Jesus Christ, our Redeemer, our Savior, our Lord, our Christ, our God, you don't know him, and you want Jesus Christ to save you, 
you want Jesus Christ to save your soul, then I want you to repeat after me, including all of us. We repeat this only because of Romans chapter 10, 9 and 10. John, 10, John 3, 3, 4 makes it very clear that we have to be born again. Romans 10, 9 and 10 explains it without a doubt how to be saved. We must confess with our mouths that Jesus is Lord. We must believe with our hearts that God raised him from the dead. We will be saved that way because we believe the gospel message of Jesus dying for our sins, his blood shed, and God raising him from, dead, from the dead. We believe that gospel message, and that saves us. So when we are confessing the sinner's prayer, we cannot just confess, come into my heart, all that stuff, because the Bible gives us the definition for salvation. Romans 10, 9 and 10. You have to confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. Believe with thy heart that God has raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. With the heart we believe unto righteousness. With the mouth we confess and are saved. So the rest are an, an important addition. But salvation is believing that the Christ died and his blood was shed for our sins and God raised him from the dead. Saved. Bible. Let's confess Jesus. Shall we repeat after me? Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. I believe that his blood was shed for my sins. I believe that God raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus, Please come into my heart and please come into my life. Forgive me for all my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I repent of my sins. From today, I belong to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. If you've given your life to Christ, you are born again. You can put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. It's time for us to give an offering to the Lord. Let's pay our tithe and give our offering. And in fact, offering time is actually blessing time. It's true. Because our Lord Jesus said it's more blessed to give than to receive. So offering time is blessing time. Offering time. Offering time. Hallelujah. Father God, bless our offering in Jesus' name. Amen. We are a chosen generation. Call for the short existence. All I require.
I'm walking in power. I'm walking in miracles. I live a life of favor. I know who I am. Me, come on. It doesn't matter what you see now. Can you see his glory? I know who I am. Take a look at me. It doesn't matter what you see now. Can you see his glory? I know who I am. Take a look at me. It doesn't matter what you see now. Can you see his glory? I know who I am. God bless our offering in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to say, just before we conclude, I want to say God bless you all, including those here, those on Zoom, those online. God bless you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you. And may he be gracious unto you. May he lift up his countenance upon you. And may he give you peace in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, those online. Until we meet again, shalom, shalom, shalom. Hallelujah.